Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. How you doing today? Hey, hey. Doing well. Uh, past two weeks we've been talking about... Oh, welcome to Season 11, Episode 3? That means three. it's Episode 103. That's how hot it is outside. And it's the beginning of May. Just kidding, it's not that hot out. I don't think. I hope not. Seems unlikely. Your um, AC would be running hard. Past three episodes, we've been talking about the... Or past two episodes. This is the third episode. We've been talking about the yep. new planes for Plane Chase from March yes. of the Machine. There's 25 new planes. We've talked about 17 of them, which means we've got eight left. I think I did the math right. That works out. Because um, it turns out talking about eight planes works, works well in one episode. Yeah. If yeah. you don't know what planes are, if you think we're just talking nonsense right now, make sure you listen to the past two episodes or, you know, I've got some links to some other episodes that we've talked about planes. I think this will be our fifth episode we talk about planes. Yeah. Um, we're junkies. Least, yeah. We are plane chasers, as Bruce calls us. Yes. Uh, I like plane heads. It's dumb. Uh, yep. And uh, just a quick thing, planes are like world enchantments, which means they affect the table. They've got an ability, whether triggered or static. Uh, and then they've got an activated ability, kind of. You roll a die, and if you yeah. get chaos, the chaos happens if you roll uh, planeswalk symbol. Uh, you planeswalk away to a new plane. You just take the one off the top of the right. deck, and that one is now in play instead of the other one. Uh, it essentially creates new rules for fun and chaos and fun. Yes. And it affects exactly. the table. And they're um, awesome. Yeah. So we've talked about 17 of them so far. So let's, let's talk about 18. Let's talk about number 18. The Golden City of Araska. Ooh, my favorite on the plane of Ixalan. Excellent. I, Love Ixalan. It was the first plane that we were we went to when I started Magic. That's how oh. new I guess it's been five years. I don't know. Um, you, yeah. you take this one. You take this one. I'll take it. I'm over here. But yeah, uh, yeah. the Golden City of Araska plane Ixalan. You said already. Ascend. If you control ten or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. I assume this is talking about the active player yes so if it doesn't get to your turn you, you don't have the city's blessing yet that's right uh whenever one or more creature uh creatures you control deal combat damage to a player create a treasure token then draw a card if you have the city's blessing that's fun whenever chaos ensues you may per a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped what Ooh. i i not read this card yet that's Okay, so uh, we're rolling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when when the chaos option is that good, you you are rolling. Um, on top of that, you want to get out of here. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to roll chaos, you want to be gone. Um, you don't want your opponents to get the city's blessing, and they may very well just get it on the start of their turn because they have ten permanents. This is commander. Odds are good that they've got 10 permanents out there. So, yeah, it just, there's, oh my, ugh. 
whenever one or more creatures you can create a creature. So you find somebody to swing at. Yeah. You get your creature token, then draw the card. Treasure so token. It, yeah. Yeah. Or treasure token. So it encourages combat because you want the treasure token, you want to draw the card. The treasure token does get you one more step closer to ascend. So if you were at nine, don't you worry. That treasure token will kick in. You get the you get the city's blessing, and away you go. You get to draw your card. So you're really close. But yeah, it's just you're giving that option up to your opponents over and over again. I don't yeah. see the downside in rolling all the time. Yeah, and I think with the first ability, the thing is to keep in mind: doesn't trigger per creature, but it does trigger per player dealt damage. So yes. if you attack all of your, all three of your opponents in an average four-player game, and they each get hit, you create three treasures and possibly, probably, honestly, at this point, uh, you also draw three cards. Yeah, I mean, if you've got three creatures out there, because you need you're attacking all three of your opponents. So if you've got three creatures, you probably have at least three or four lands. And That's then, already seven. Yeah. And then if you and hit the treasures, on each, you get three treasures. That's right. Done. Now you're up ten. You get the city's blessing. Away you go. And you keep the city's blessing. So if you use the treasures up and now you no longer have ten permanents, it doesn't matter. The city's blessing mm. is yours for the rest of the game. So, but That's also yeah. a good thing to keep in mind uh, because if you're attacking, you're worried that your creatures might die, but you'll still keep the city's blessing regardless of if at the time of resolution you only have six permanents left yeah yeah because if it is your turn you have the ability to gain the city's blessing if you have 10 permanents at one time yeah 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 and the city's blessing is not the monarch it's not like only one person can get it you you, right if you have it you get it it's it's just yeah um yeah it's fun yeah, and it, it I think it, it encourages everybody to roll as much as you can. It's flavorful too. Um, uh, yeah. It really wants you to attack, get through, and beyond that, have the city's blessing to get just that little bit more value. Right. Um, and that chaos ability is nuts. Uh, that is crazy. This this is this is this is my this is my uh, nostalgia pick for favorite plane. Uh, of these new ones but it just makes me really excited because we're going back to Ixalan at the end of the year oh yeah yeah, yeah. no this is gonna be fun gonna be fun um, number two or 20 however you're counting <laughs> uh, going to Tarkir yes it's the great Airy, uh on the plane of Tarkir so I assume we're talking about dragons Mm, that Let's makes find sense. out. You can see some dragons in the art. I do. Um, when you planeswalk to the Great Eyrie, and at the beginning of your upkeep, bolster three. What's that mean? Thank you. Choose a creature with the least toughness among creatures you control, and put three plus one plus one counters on it. This was an ability we often saw when we were in Tarkir. Hmm. So uh, whenever chaos ensues, choose up to one target creature you control, and up to one target creature an opponent controls, each of those creatures deals damage to deals damage equal to its toughness to the other. Hmm. So it's like they fight, 
but they're not fighting. It's like they're waving their butts at each other. I don't know. But, dragons with big tails, you know? Yeah, dragons with big tails. So, uh, yeah, so you're looking at the uh, at the toughness of the creature. Um, Which, you know, makes sense considering bolster is also with toughness. Um, right. What I like is that you'll always, as long as you have a creature, you'll always have a creature to bolster. Um, I know that, like, with certain similar type mechanics, like, uh, what is it, uh, Mentor, like, you don't always have a creature to, to put a plus one, plus one counter on. But with this, you'll always have a creature that has the least amount of toughness, and if there are multiple, you choose one. I think the biggest thing with this is that it encourages you not to go to combat or like not not do combat as often because you're looking at the toughness of all your creatures you're putting plus one plus one counters for free you're putting three plus one plus one counters on a creature every turn yeah so if everyone feels okay nobody's going to roll to get away um until something happens say somebody rolls chaos or somebody does a board wipe or something mm-hmm. where they provoke everyone else to then either start attacking or uh trying to get out of here um right yeah if it's a fairly level playing field it will continue to be level and then once you get out of here your creatures are just going to have a lot of counters on them. It's yeah, fine. I just, yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine. It, it doesn't. It doesn't particularly excite me very much. Um, I love. I do like the bolster three because I tend to run with a lot of smaller creatures, so I can see that benefiting. But like you said, I mean, everybody's getting this. So yeah, um, this is. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's that big. That big a deal. So. All right. Um, next one. Yeah. Next one's the pit. Uh, on the plane of the abyss. Uh, the, the. The, the abyss of the pit. The pit of the abyss. When you planeswalk to the pit, each player creates their choice of one single 3-3 white angel creature token with flying or a one single 6-6 black demon creature token with flying trample and at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice another creature if you can't this creature deals six to you. Uh, whenever you roll chaos, each player sacrifices a non-artifact creature. Um, yep, it's cool. Yeah, this so feels roll, like old magic. Right. So if you roll chaos, you could sacrifice your demon if if you're you know if you're about to take damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit, of course, is that the demon is going to force you to sack a creature every turn. Or take six points of damage. Um, six six is flying and trample, and there are so many ways to get rid of creatures. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm taking the demon every time. So, like, the thing is, is like you can't sacrifice the demon to itself. So, as long as you have the demon, um, I, unless you get two demons, I guess uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, you can sack the demon to anything that any sack outlet you can. That's roll. true. Yeah. Uh, so, and or honestly, use it in combat. Right. Or on, and honestly, six points of damage, just not that big. I mean, 
Yeah. Yes, I don't want to don't want, don't want to have to deal with it two or three times, but right. Um, I guess the other part is um, I would also want. I also hope I'm the last one who gets to choose. <laughs> right. Because if everybody chooses angels and I'm the only one that chooses demons, we're not going anywhere. Because everybody's just going to sit back and watch me lose a creature every turn. Because the the choice has been made. Yeah. So I will be the only one rolling to try and get the hell out of here. And no one's going to want to roll chaos because it means it gives me an opportunity to sack my demon. Yeah. So um, now if everybody chooses demon, well, hmm, then I don't know if you want to stick around or not. I think you want to roll chaos and try and be, be able to sack the demon if you need to or leave. So. Um, interestingly enough. Yeah. This demon is the same demon from the saga Rite of Bells and Lock. Okay. Just interesting, I suppose. Um, All right. But huh. it's a cool demon. It I, is. I, I like I, the I arc. Like, I like what it does. Yeah. I don't have much to say about this. Standard, standard old school creature. Yeah. It's good, so it must do something bad to you. But I'm sure you'll find a way to make tokens every turn or a bunch of tokens so that you just can pay it off for a while sounds good um up next we've got the plane of gobakan we're going to the western cloud okay prevent all damage that would be dealt to creatures and planeswalkers you control it's a one-way fog uh and this isn't just combat damage it's just all damage yeah this is your turn to play blasphemous oh yeah um also fun uh, anything uh, that says like damage can't be prevented negates this. So, you know, be careful. There are plenty of things that don't allow you to prevent damage. Uh, and it, yeah, it would just negate this. Chaos, whenever chaos ensues, create three tapped treasure tokens. They each deal one damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Oof. Yeah, so that's... Your opponent's stuff. Yeah, that's nasty. Um, here again, I think you want to you want to roll all the time. So basically, you're doing three After to combat. each of your opponent's creatures and each of your opponent's planeswalkers. Yes. My question is, anointed procession. So now you make six. Does it do three? Like, do does did do, do you do sixty everything or do you do three to everything? And you just get six t- treasures. Because it... It says create three tap treasures, so you'd create six tap treasures, yep. and they each deal. Okay. You do six. You do six. So, yeah, this this could get ugly. Yeah. Um, three by itself is already pretty ugly. I mean, think of any time you have a Planeswalker out, if it loses three loyalty... Yeah. It's either dead or you are now having to use the plus ability on the next turn. You don't really have a choice. So... Um, that can be nasty. Um, this all this is also is another one where I think it encourages everybody to just swing for the fences. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't if I'm going to block. I have to be able to have my creatures be so big that I can block yours with, and they won't die. That's a lot. That is, your creatures tend to have to be pretty big. Whereas if you know. I mean, if I think I can get through, I'm going to swing with everything. My creatures aren't taking damage. They're not going to die. Even if you can block, 
I'm going to get something. Hopefully I get something through. And for those who are wondering lore wise, this yep. is uh, from War of the Spark Teo, uh, the shield okay. mage. Yeah. This is his plane. Uh, ah. And if you read the book, uh, War of the Spark Ravnica, it starts out on this plane. Everybody kind of learns to defend themselves um, with shields, energy shields. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, cool. that that's been for this episode so far. So you know what that means. Time for a break. Time for a break. Uh, so we'll be right back. We've got four left, and then probably no more new planes for years. It's been ten well, years it, since we had the last it, planes. See, if the trend continues, we're looking at yet another 10 to 15 years before we see the next bunch. So let's hope these next four are awesome. Yeah, I, I think that we'll probably see more more recently or more like soon. I feel like uh, I feel like this time around, and I wasn't here for the last time around, I feel like this time around it's been getting a lot of praise. I think a lot of people are excited for it, so maybe we'll just continue to get more. Uh, because... There are plenty of places on the planes that we already have that haven't been explored. So, speaking of exploring, we gotta explore our sponsors. So we'll be right back. This episode of Temple of False Spot is brought to you by Doubling Season. Doubling Season. Because the Golden City of Arazka will give you extra treasures. Treasures. The Great Eerie will give you six plus one plus one counters. Counters. And when you go to the pit, you get two angels. Angels. Or two demons. Demons. And if you go to the Western Cloud, Cloud. you're going to get six treasures. Six damage. This episode is brought to you by Doubling Season. Season. Back to you, Andy. We're back! Hello! Wow! Oh man, this has been a marathon of planes, and uh, planes. <laughs> I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was exhausted from all this flying. Boy, are my arms tired. Is that the joke? I was thinking about it, and we, we were calling ourselves plane chasers, and then I'm like, you know, maybe we're just pilots, because we're big fan of fans of planes. Mm. Oh! I like to think we're just passengers on this mighty fine yes trip that we call life we've jumped to enough planes now that i would think that 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 initial sense you get on the first plane jump when you kind of feel sick because everything's kind of shifted around but we've jumped so many times now i think we should be fine mm. <coughs> we're, we're pros at it right uh, and i don't mean poets uh oh definitely not <laughs> um you know, we were talking earlier in this episode about returning to Ixalan. Uh, and this next card is also a return that's happening this year. It's the Wilds of Eldraine. Uh, the Wilds on the Plain of Eldraine says, When you planeswalk to the Wilds and at the beginning of your upkeep, create a food token. That's not very exciting. Uh, chaos. Whenever chaos ensues, target player sacrifices a creature. If they do, you create a food token. You create two food tokens. Instead, if the sacrifice creature's toughness was four or greater. If you're not, if nobody's playing a food deck, it is fine. 
Food, for those who don't remember, costs, uh, it's, it's a token. You pay two, tap and sack it, gain three life. It's an artifact, which is nice. This is another one of these planes where I feel like you really need to have a deck built around it for it to be effective. So, you know, if you're playing Guillaume right. as your commander, well, then you're loving this plane. But the way plane chase is really played is that it's chaos. You never know where you're going to go. So if you don't have a deck that's built around this, congratulations. You know, here, spend two mana, gain three life. And then for chaos, spend two mana, gain three life. Because you create two food tokens if the sacrifice... If the sacrifice creature's toughness was four or greater. Well, if your opponent has a choice, they're never going to let you do that. And you certainly are not going to be sacrificing your own creature just to get two food tokens. That's crazy talk. Yeah. So, uh, What is amazing for me is that if none of your opponents have creatures, chaos doesn't do anything. Right. Um, and for those familiar with the cat oven combo... Uh, this is the chaos is the oven is witch's yeah. oven witch's oven is tap sacrifice a creature create a food token if it's toughness is power or if it's toughness is four or greater create two that's this this chaos uh, yeah from Eldraine I am significantly underwhelmed honestly um, it kind of sums up my feelings of Eldraine as a whole uh, is slightly underwhelming makes me just want to go to Lorwyn instead yeah, I will say that when this plane comes up, I'm going to roll. Mostly because it's kind of boring and I want to get mm. to something that I think maybe I'll run in. Maybe the next one will be more fun or more uh, dramatic in some way. <clears throat> this one is just more artifacts. Yeah. It turns out our sponsor also affects this card a little bit too. So. Turns out uh, this with my Pr- Prismari deck just ramps me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just free real estate, baby. Yeah, um, this with Broody Clad gives Ooh. me a couple extra tokens, so I can turn those food into. You can turn uh, all those mirror into food. Yes, yes, I can turn mirror into food, or I can turn food into mirror or other Dragons. rather large creature yeah. tokens. So, aren't we so glad we came back from break for that? <laughs> Our next one. Uh, was one of the first that was previewed uh, yeah. as they told us that we were going back to plane chase. Uh, we got Tawashi from Kamigawa, but like new Kamigawa. So like yes. uh, Neon Dynasty era, we got the beautiful painting of uh, Boseju over uh, Tawashi. It says modified creatures you control have trample, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, draw a card. Equipments auras you control and counters are modifications and then chaos whenever chaos ensues distribute three plus one plus one counters among one two or three target creatures you control so you have the choice you can if over two you can do two and one yeah it's this is a solid card this is a solid oh yeah this is exciting um the the easiest way is to modify your creatures with the plus one plus one counter yeah uh and it says if you do combat damage to a player or a planeswalker. So a lot of times it's like you have to do damage to the player to get to draw the card. This one, you can do it to the planeswalker as well. So it's not like you feel like you have to give something up by not swinging at the planeswalker. 
Now you can swing at the Planeswalker, and if you do the damage, you get to draw a card. Anytime a card says, go to combat, if you do the right thing, you get to draw a card, it's just encouraging players to go to combat. And if modified creatures have trample, the, the likelihood that they're going to do combat damage goes way up. Um, I, I think that's spectacular. And the chaos just makes everything better. So if you need one creature to be big enough to get through, you stack the counters. If you want all of your creatures to have trample and you want, uh, and you want to draw multiple cards, because this is uh, whenever this creature deals combat damage, so it counts for all of them. So if you send all three at that one opponent who can't stop any of them, they take all the damage and you draw three cards. So, um, yeah, I think this is, this is great. Um, the, the trick is that you want to roll the chaos before combat because you want to get more of your creatures modified or you want to make one of your creatures bigger. But at the same time, you don't want to roll before combat. Because if you planeswalk away, then you don't get any of the benefit. You don't get any of the card draw. So um, I think this this card really wants you to roll dice. But when? I, I guess that will depend on the creatures you have on the battlefield. So Yeah. And um, it's, it's an interesting ability. The first part is Kodama. Kodama says, modify creatures you control of trample. I think it's, it's nice. It's a good card. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be fun. And like I said, I think it's going to lead to some interesting situations where when do you roll the die? Because if you just don't have the ability to hit, you're going to roll the die before combat. If you do have the ability, you're going to wait until after combat. And you're going to want to roll because, I mean, yeah, chaos. the chaos is still good even if you're not about to attack that turn because you're getting three plus and plus one counters. It's also a case of you want to get out of here so nobody else gets that that swing because you really want your your opponent's creatures to all have trample and and be coming in and smacking you over the head right um, you know you want to avoid that as much as possible so i think there's going to be a lot of a lot of planar die rolling on this one um yeah and i think that this this flavorfully plays obviously with a lot of the neon dynasty kind of stuff um but interestingly doesn't do the ninja stuff very well yeah um obviously like ninjutsu stuff you're gonna lose the counters um right but uh yeah i mean that's really the only like flavor fail here otherwise it is a very neon dynasty plane um this this is gonna go well with my my uh "Quote unquote, no relation deck. My my Ukima, stalking, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like drawing cards. I like big creatures. I like trample, most of all. I'm a fan of all of those things. As you should be. Got two more. You want to read the next one? Sure. Uh, the next one is Anyaro, uh, on the plane of Zalfir. At the beginning of your end step, if you planeswalked to Anyaro this turn, untap all creatures. They phase out until a player planeswalks. Treat them and anything attached to them as though they didn't exist. That's what phasing is now. So, at the beginning of your end step, so like, you, you planeswalk here. You, Bruce, planeswalked here. Yeah. Becomes your end step. Everybody's creatures 
phase out. Well, everybody's uh, creatures untap. And then they phase out. Right. So that when you planeswalk away from here, they phase back in untapped. Yes. Um, when they phase so back in, they continue to hold enchantments and they continue to hold equipment and they do not need haste. Right. So what this is saying is if you have planeswalked here, swing. Mm. You want to tap all of your creatures. They're going to untap at the end along with everybody else's. And then when they come back, everybody's creatures are untapped. So you'll still have blockers. Everyone has blockers. This is your opportunity to swing in or just to tap your creatures if they get some kind of ability for tapping or whatever. And then on your opponent's next turn, or on the next player's turn, they have no creatures out. Um, they'll be basically playing lands and trying to put out put, put creatures back onto the battlefield for themselves because they're going to want some blockers because right now nobody has any creatures. Um, so trying to decide if I think that's good or not. It depends. Um, if you... If you're playing a graveyard, of your end step. Right. So, any effort that you're trying to make to get creatures out before your opponents, you're out of luck. You're going to be the last one to put a creature back onto the battlefield. Um, well, yeah. Um, but also the the things that they're playing may not have haste. Um, but if you're playing a graveyard deck, maybe what you want to do is you know living dead everybody's stuff comes back onto the battlefield and then it phases out or uh you kill all your stuff so that you're not losing anything from the phasing um yeah and then you can bring it back you know however um right or uh see the tough thing here is is how long do you expect to be on this plane you know uh considering right, everybody's we... probably going to try to get their stuff back everybody's going to be rolling. Um, So it might very well not make it back to you. Uh, So if you, you know, kill everything and then start bringing your stuff back, then... On your next turn, you might be the last person who gets it and you're going to have to pay to get it back out and everybody else just got it. Um, I I also didn't mention, when chaos ensues, create two, two, two white and blue knight creature tokens with vigilance. Hopefully you're not rolling chaos after you planeswalked here, because then those tokens are just phasing out. That's more of an ability that the next player and the next player after that get, because then they get to add in uh, creatures that at some point can swing and won't tap. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested. I, I do think it's you swing early, and then you're pretty much just stuck sort of waiting to see what happens. Um, you're not getting a lot of warning, so it's not like you're getting your hand ready for this to happen, because as soon as you see it is basically when it happens. So if you were planning to cast a spell that a creature that turn, you won't, you just wait. Yeah. Um, And for those who are wondering, phasing does not create an enter the battlefield trigger or a leave the battlefield trigger. They just go away and then they come back that you treat them as though they were always there, but they just weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, which is why Oubliette is so powerful. 
I really, I, I really like this card. I think this is something. This is uh, an interesting kind of mass removal spell. Um, in that, you just don't know how long you're going to get the reprieve. Mm. So, um, this is this has definitely got chaos written all over it. <laughs> um, and I can see everyone uh, rolling a lot. Yeah, especially if they lost a lot of stuff. Sure. If uh, if one of my opponents or myself have like one creature and somebody else has eight, maybe I'm never rolling. Maybe I just like no, we're gonna we're gonna sit here until I get a chance to build up some defense before you get all of your stuff back. Yeah, if you're playing against yeah uh, a graveyard player, then you don't want to leave here, right? Um, yeah, because they have things in phased out mode it's not even exile yeah. it's just like nothing can touch it yep. until it comes back um yep. as of yet mm. um yeah. yeah so comes down to our last one and i believe this is our third prediction uh one of one of our many predictions uh unfortunately we didn't get a silver bordered or uh what is that uh what's that plane from unstable oh all of the unstable cards are in the same bablovia yes uh, we didn't get bablovia we didn't get the 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 astro dome or whatever it's called i yeah, haven't played yeah i haven't played uh yeah infinity yet so but uh what we did get is our battle bond plane the plane yes. of kylem uh, we got Valor's Reach, which is the, like, arena yes. uh, there. So it says, whenever your team attacks with exactly two creatures, those creatures gain double strike until end of turn. So the idea behind Battle Bond was that you're playing a two-headed giant game. Uh, yeah. So if each of you attack with one, they each get double strike. Um, right, and it specifically says your team. Right. Which, uh, which is, it's just like a nice little nod because how, like, it's not going to be often that you're playing two-headed giant. Uh, right. You're not playing playing two-headed giant and plane chase very often. Uh, knowing your playgroup. Unless you're awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I like about this is that it's not when you attack with two or more creatures. It's exactly two so it's right. much harder to break uh yeah but giving things double strike is is pretty powerful chaos is whenever chaos ensues untap up to two target creatures your team controls if it's a main phase there's an additional combat phase after this phase followed by an additional main phase that's nuts so obviously this means you're rolling for chaos after your combat you can do it before, or I guess, yeah. You're doing it after because you wanna you want the untap is the yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about the untap. Yeah, because if you're doing it before, you're untapping untapped creatures <laughs> to attack, and then you'll get two combats, but they'll be tapped unless they've got. They'll the, be tapped. Yeah, it's so it's a whole. Mess. You want to wait so, yeah. until after until after your combat uh, phases through, but um, which makes sense oh, yeah. too because like you'll want it for your turn. And yeah. if you put it off till the end of your 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 second main phase, 
you'll either be going for another combat or making sure your opponents don't get double strike. Right. Um, this is fun. I like this one. Oh, it's yeah. very middling, which just makes it all the better because it's just... It just adds a little bit extra initiative to to attack. It, it just encourages you to attack. Um, it's got that flavor, like, win in my book right. in terms of, like, hey, teams, you know? The interesting uh, part is I can see this being a situation where, um, you know, you've got your dominant creature, your dragon, your whatever, but the rest of your board is basically just there to be do some defense. Yeah. You know, they're, they're mid-sized to small players. Well, this is, says, you willing to sacrifice that one creature to give your dragon double strike? Because that's what you're going to do. I love that option. Yeah. The idea of, you know, I got a 5-5 five, five dragon that gets some kind of benefit when it does combat damage or when it does damage. Great. So it swings in. You bring another creature with it. The other creature does some damage to a creature. It doesn't matter. And the dragon does something, you get the benefit, and then it goes through, and then you get the double strike. And all it costed you was one of your creatures. That's damn good. I, oh yeah, yeah, no, I like this card. I think there are all kinds of interesting ways to, to abuse it. Um, and it's going to force you to treat your combat a little differently because, you know, sure, if you're playing a bunch of token creatures that are all tiny, then you're not going to swing with just two to get double strike. But if you were going to swing with three creatures, maybe it's better to just swing with two. You know, consider you have to consider the options, and uh, and it forces you to really measure your math out a little more. And mm. if I'm looking at my opponents, I'm looking at their stuff, thinking, okay, he's probably going to swing with two this turn. How is that going to work for my defense? Like, what do I have to keep on tap to manage two two creatures swinging at me as opposed to them swinging with three or four and it can change how you how you set up your entire game plan at least until you roll play jason away you go off to another plane right um what i like too about this is like you know bring it back even to norn seed core uh you know giving yeah. something double strike in addition to whatever else is happening you know modified creatures get trample double strike and trample extremely powerful combination uh what I like about this is it's not going to make anybody too upset. You know, it's it, I've played plane chase with people who don't want anything to do with plane chase and it's a miserable experience for them. I feel like this is less miserable, uh, but it's still a lot of just fun and you have yep. to have exactly two creatures. Um, well, you can have more than that, uh, but you're attacking with just two. Right. No, this is this is great. I like yeah. I like the card. I like it a lot. This 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 one feels very battle bondy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, they hit the they hit the flavor on the uh, on the plane. I think just perfectly for this one. I yeah, and I think uh, it's better than I think my my uh, prediction for this one was going to was. Uh, you know, all your spells get assist, which would have meant nothing. Um, yeah, the assist mechanic this. just didn't really take off the way I hoped it would. But yeah, um, yeah. 
because you know people want to play their own games not your game yeah which chain you gotta find my games are fun play come yeah. play my games yeah so um cool we did it we went we through all t- 25 new playing cards uh not playing cards playing cards uh I, I don't think this is going to come as a shock to anybody when I say that after having gone through all of them, I think you should all buy, get all of the plane chase cards. For sure. Even if you're not using the old school ones, if you're only using these ones, you've got 25 of them. Mm. Shuffle them up, stack it in the middle, draw one off the top to start your game, and then just start playing. There's 25 of them. Trust me, you're not getting through all 25 in one game. Um, and with 25, you're going to get enough variety that um, every game is going to be, uh, you're going to yeah. feel, you're not going to be like, oh, this one again. Um, I, I'm confident that you'll have a good time with it um, if, if you like a little chaos in your game. And well, hey, you're playing Commander. It's a hundred card singleton format. Who doesn't like a little chaos in their game? So right. get on it. Um, and what's exciting too is that this brings up unique card count to I believe 106 or somewhere around there. I think we had 81 total between planes and phenomenon before, and now this um, is 25 more. Take your word for it. It's Which somewhere. Means I got to buy a lot of large sleeves. Yeah, but yeah, wow. Uh, I'm I'm excited for if they ever return to plane chase again. Uh, I'm honestly hoping for a return to battle bond and or conspiracy i'm glad that it is clear that they have not forgotten about either of them uh, and hopefully we'll see them soon uh normally this episode would have been a deck tale uh we may push it off until the latter half of this season because we got brucon baby which means we're gonna be recording in person you bet. Always exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we'll be returning next week with uh, episode four. Yes. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us. Just gab on about Plane Chase. If you want to talk to us about Plane Chase, find us on Twitter at FalsePodMTG or Andy Weekend or Mana Burned. All this stuff is after after the end. Uh, you'll you'll find out how to contact us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for so much for taking us into your brains. Because we like hanging out. We sure hope you do too. Have a great night. Uh, oh, uh, we're Temple of Falls, bud. We're next to not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the Temple. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual 
So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!